It's time to get educated about everything Bachelor. It's time for the Bachelor Degree. Here are your hosts, Jill Morgan and Maddie Moore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Bachelor Degree. We are here to set you up for your degree in all things Bachelor Nation. Once again, I'm your host, Jill Morgan, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Maddie Moore. Hello, everyone. We are so excited for another episode, and this one is jam-packed with so much to talk about, and we are super excited to have a special guest here to recap with us, and I will send it over to Jill to introduce him. Yes, so we are so excited to have Stefan Lovegrove on our podcast today. He will be recapping the entire episode with us, and we're so happy to have him because we know that you are good friends with Katie, so maybe we'll crack your brain a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm hoping not too much, no spoilers, (laughs) but I definitely have lots of thoughts uh, you know, I was texting all night long on Monday night with lots of thoughts and reactions to the episode. So I definitely do have plenty to say. All right. Awesome. awesome. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you again for coming on. We're super excited. And we want to start off just so our listeners kind of get to know you a bit more um, and have a little bit of context before we go into the recap. Um, so tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do for a living. Um, yeah, kind of just give us a little bit of an intro. <laughs> yeah, well, so I am a life coach based out of Los Angeles. Um, I have been a coach for a little over seven years. I also do a number of different things in television, kind of in in correlation with just who I am as a coach and as a person. And so I've done a number of different TV things over the years, uh, always as it pertains to Bachelor Nation, uh, have been a fan of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Paradise especially, by the way, so excited for this summer. Um, But I've been a big fan of the franchise, started watching right around Ben Higgins time um, and have always been loosely connected in in random ways, you know, living in L.A. and then also for a while part time in Nashville and stagecoach and lots of different random connections and correlations with just my life and the work that I do. Um, And I, you know, I always respect confidentiality of clients. So, you know, they're welcome to disclose whatever, but I never put anyone on blast who's worked with me, but had random, you know, connections and opportunities over the years. And then particularly in the end of 2020, start of 2021, Uh, We were deep into the pandemic, really the worst it had gotten ever in Los Angeles. And it was a really dark moment. And so I dove fully into this app called Clubhouse at the time uh, because I needed something to do. I was like, I'm sitting around at home. I can't do this anymore. Um, And so ended up being in a lot of fun Clubhouse rooms. And this little like group chat of friends formed in that process uh, of Garen Flowers, Chris Randone, Tammy Lee. Uh, All of us became friends and Katie Thurston who randomly popped into Clubhouse one day, uh, that was where I originally met her and we just really hit it off. And it's been so fun to watch her you know, come out of Matt James season, be so well received by viewers through that, um, get ready for her own, obviously, journey and experience and and now really be thriving after this premiere. So anyway, 
here we are. I hope that was a good, helpful intro. No, that was honestly perfect Amazing. because you actually answered all of our follow-up questions. <laughs> so um, you did a great job introing yourself. And for anyone, um, we actually met Stefan through Clubhouse as well. So if you haven't been on Clubhouse, you should get on Clubhouse because you get some tea on there too from like Bachelor people as well. And it's really an awesome way to connect with them in a way that you can't on Instagram or Twitter. It's like you get to talk to these people one-on-one -on -one and they're actual human beings. And it's a really cool experience to like have relationships with these people. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I Listen, I, I love Clubhouse. I've way dialed it back since uh, specifically where I am in California is much more reopened and like a lot more, you know, options. I'm vaccinated. Lots of people here vaccinated. And so, you know, definitely as more IRL life is happening, yeah. uh, I've done a lot less Clubhouse, but it was definitely a lifesaver during the pandemic. And I am so thankful for everyone that I met there, including you all. So very glad to be here. Glad to know you. Amazing. Love, love that full circle. I love that Clubhouse brought us all together. It is such an incredible app. But yes, like you said, it's so nice that things are starting to open up and we can see people in person again. Um, and so I'm sure that's a really fun time in California for you guys. Um, so I say we jump right into this episode because I feel like there's so much to talk about. There were so many great moments. And um, even when we got to the end with all of the highlights, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a fun filled, but also drama filled potentially season. So um, let's go start with, you know, initial thoughts, Stefan, what were your initial thoughts of the first episode? Okay. So number one, I thought it was so much fun. Uh, we were talking about this right before we went on air, but um, I feel like we were all in need of like fun for so many reasons, partly because of the exhaustion of last season for a lot of us. Um, partly just because it's been a heavy 15 months or so uh, with the pandemic and everything. And so I think a really fun summer season was in order. Um, and that's what the premiere felt like to me. I thought it was so enjoyable. Sometimes the two hours, sometimes the three hours can feel long with this franchise. Uh, I thought it flew by. I mean, it, it kept my attention the whole time. Um, the tricky thing about the premiere is there's always so much happening, so many contestants, so much to think about. And we know because of how television works, sometimes like you don't know where to look like, it, you know, I really love this contestant, but like, are they about to go home tonight? And or are they going to go a long way? And then we have the super teaser. But like we know from past seasons, the super teaser will throw you off. So Definitely a lot of great men, a lot to think about. Um, you know, I was watching with a couple of friends of mine who, you know, are big fans of the show, don't know necessarily anybody in the franchise, but are just big fans, viewers of the show, whatever. And when we were watching, I asked them what their thoughts were as the episode ended. And they said, you know, we do like these guys, but we really felt like Katie just shined the brightest out of anyone in the premiere. And that's how I felt. I felt like I teared up in the intro package. I thought they introduced her story and her childhood in such a beautiful way. 
And I just felt like she's killing it as a lead. You know, it just seems like she was born to do this. So uh, yeah, those are my overall premiere thoughts, I guess. Yeah, that's some great insight there. Maddie, do you, what, are, what were your initial thoughts as well going off of that? Yeah, I mean, that was honestly such a perfect, you know, kind of overview of the episode because, you know, I think like you said, it was this breath of fresh air that I feel like we were really needing. Um, And it was something that I was like, okay, this wasn't super drama filled, like maybe last season was, it wasn't like, you know, people were going at each other and already kind of having targets on their back. Like, I feel like we got a lot of that in Matt's season. Um, But this seemed like the guys were like, hey, let's, you know, be bros and get to know each other a bit and really, you know, dive into getting to know Katie. And I felt like she did such an amazing job. Um, She didn't seem nervous at all. And I loved that. Like her confidence was just radiating off of her. And I, I even said to my girlfriends I was watching it with, I was like, she seems so like in her element and in really wanting to know these guys and kind of pull some of them out of their shells, which I think we saw that with Greg a bit. She was really trying to, you know, get him out of his shell. Um, and I'm like, okay, she's so good for that where, you know, kind of compared to other, other leads in, in seasons before, even, um, people who were, you know, a part of the show, I know Matt's a little bit of an exception because he was so new to the show and, and had, you know, nerves for other reasons as well. But, I thought she carried herself so well. Um, And there were definitely some guys that stuck out to me, but we can get to that a little bit later. Jill, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, you guys kind of took the words out of my mouth. I think, you know, I usually sort of dread the first night. I'm like, ugh, it's so long. Like I have to watch all of these annoying limo entrances. Um, But like you said, Stefan, it really kind of flew by for me. Like it was, it didn't feel like it was dragging at all. There were really fun parts like with Taysha and Caitlin. I loved that. And then um, like there was a good balance of like gimmicky, but also like sincerity and genuineness. I think that's a word. Um, Yeah. So I just, I thought it was a really great overall premiere and one of my favorites because it didn't drag on forever. And that's something that I really just like dread on the first night. So I'm like, you both said it was a breath of fresh air for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And just to touch on something Maddie said, I think that Um, Katie and I I did a long sappy post the night before the premiere that's still up on my Instagram, but, um, and I said this in some form in being unapologetically herself, I feel like Katie gives other people permission to do the same in a very powerful way. And I know that's an extremely coachy thing to say, but, um, I think what we really saw is like, she wasn't trying to be this perfect, polished, put together lead who, you know, never gets nervous or is awkward or whatever. She was just fully herself and in the moment and authentic, whatever that looked like, you know, in that second. And I think by her doing that, it let the guys relax a little bit, be a little bit more comfortable, be a little bit more themselves. And I think that made, honestly, for a less sleazy set of intros, then sometimes we feel like we're getting just some lines and some player vibes and whatever. It felt a little less like 
a little less pickup artist and a little more like genuine get to know you vibes for a night one. I really loved it. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. And I feel like we have to give a huge shout out to Caitlin and Tasha. I think they did such a wonderful job. Like I couldn't imagine how they were feeling having to, you know, fill a role that has been Chris Harrison for however long, you know, that he's been doing it since the beginning. So I think for them, to you know go into that role and do it together they did such an amazing job and I feel like it's really going to be a sisterhood that we're going to see and, and it's going to be nice to have two people that have also been the leads um, be there for Katie and be able to give her advice as someone who's gone through this process which is something that you know Chris wasn't able to give um, so I think they did an amazing job and I'm also super excited about this new location like feeling very like desert vibes desert like vibes. I'm like okay I love, like I know I love the car scene with them coming <laughs> in with the like bandanas coming out of the car like it just gave me like stagecoach Coachella Indio vibes so I like that as well <laughs> so I feel yeah. like it was supposed to be a like classic cinema reference to Thelma and Louise but as the Bachelor franchise continually forgets <laughs> Uh, their viewers, myself included, I do know Thelma and Louise, but I've missed a lot of their past movie references. They need to remember the age of a lot of the people watching because these classic Hollywood references, I think go over a lot of people's heads. Uh, yeah. And I think that one certainly did, but they were trying. And yes, I, I second that about Caitlin and Tasha. Um, I loved getting like three-way reactions to the guys with their input. And I just love their presence in the episode overall. Very excited about that the whole season. Yeah, I think going off of that, I thought it was interesting that she, Katie didn't know that um, Tasha and Caitlin were the hosts. Um, maybe Stefan, you might know this, but like, did she sincerely like not know that they were hosting like in with the timeline of everything with Chris Harrison, like leaving and them coming in? Like, do you know anything about that <laughs> here's what I will say okay. I think that that situation was a very unexpected very minute by minute by minute situation and so I think that every piece of news that week was breaking very last minute decision to everyone at least that's how it felt from my perspective um so, uh, you know, I think she really didn't know. I think that, I don't know, like my guess, this is pure speculation. This is not any kind of inside information. My guess would be they probably had talked to Tasha and Caitlin about maybe having some involvement in the season because we all remember like in the, the in-between period of those two seasons, everything was up in the air. So I would guess similar to how Paradise had like, talk to David Spade, we now know, and other, you know, celebrity hosts that the names are now being released. I would guess that they probably had spoken to them and there was maybe some discussion on that end of things, but I don't even think if I had to guess that Tasha and Caitlin knew for sure it's you two the whole season until very, very, very last minute. That's at least how it felt from, from my guess of things. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah regardless, like, 
like you said, Maddie, I'm really happy it's them. I love this like all women girl gang energy like that came off the screen. It just like exuded happiness for me. So I'm really excited to see all three of them this season because Tasha and Caitlin are some of my favorite bachelorettes. Um, and now Katie will probably be too. So I'm just excited for the rest of the season with them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I totally second that with with Caitlin and Tasha probably in my top five bachelorettes. So I'm so excited to see them um, be doing this. And even in the highlights, there seems like there's so many fun moments with them um, and Katie. So I'm, I'm super excited for that. But let's jump into these guys. I mean, we have 30 guys, which is so much. Um, but Stefan, is there like you know, maybe like a top five that jumps out to you or, or what guys really like made an impression for you night one? Okay, so before I get to the guys, I have to say one more thing about Caitlin and Tasha because I just remembered this. And I am like, by the way, a huge podcast listener of like all things Bachelor. So I, I like to listen to what all the podcasts are saying. I, and I don't even remember which show this was, but I stayed up so late Monday night listening to podcasts and there was a show that was saying, like, I feel like they gave the girls a friend vibe, but like Katie doesn't really know them. And I just want to say, I don't know how many people saw this on Katie's Insta stories, but Katie, obviously, we know has been a fan of the franchise for a long time. And she shared on Instagram a note that she wrote to Caitlin Bristow back in 2016, being very supportive of her. In a, when she was going through a tough time and letting her know, like, just woman to woman, I'm here for you. If you like, I, you know, I'm a stranger online, but I wanted to send a sweet message of support. And she posted that the day of the premiere and said, what a full circle moment this is. And so, yeah, obviously she didn't know Caitlin all this time in person, but like, I just want to point out, she's a big fan of the show prior to coming on even Matt James season. And these are two women that obviously she knows. And Caitlin Bristow in particular, obviously has been someone she's looked up to for years. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I don't think everyone saw that. And I don't think people realized what a personal significance that surprise had to her, but that was really special. Did you all see that story? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. It was yeah, so sweet. Like, Oh. I don't know, Jill, you might have sent it to me or, or maybe I saw it on my feed, but I was like, oh my goodness, like she is such a fan. And that's really cool because it also speaks to just Katie's character. Like she's so authentic and so, you know, such a big fan of the show, but also really, really supportive of other women. And I love to see that. And now Caitlin's going to be the one supporting Katie through this journey. So it's like such a cool dynamic. Yeah, I loved it as well. <laughs> Okay, we can get to the guys. I just had to, to gush over that moment. Um, so like I said, it's a little weird because we have to like pick guys out of a pool of now, I think 22, who caught our attention. And, you know, we might pick someone and, and then we don't see them again as has happened in past seasons. But because I was just thinking about Spencer Robertson making such a big first impression on Tasha and on a lot of viewers, you know, in the Clacia season. And then we never really saw much. So we don't know where things are going to go. But yeah. let me think about who made a big first impression on me. Um, Michael A., I wasn't sure what to think about the watch 
entrance. Like it felt awkward to me until I found out it was a joke. And then it genuinely made me laugh. And then I felt like he really hit it off with Katie. Um, So Michael A definitely made an impression on me. Um, Connor B, is Connor B, you guys can fact check me here. Connor B is the the math teacher with the cat costume, yes? Correct. Okay, so I have to give him so much credit for really, I feel like knowing Katie's sense of humor and knowing that she loves Tommy more than anything and that would play really well for her because normally we know costumes don't go well on this show. And normally people do not take that very seriously. They don't usually get past night one. He clearly knew Katie on a level to know she's gonna think this is great. She's gonna go for this. So I give him so many props for that. Um, we might have to talk about the kisses because I, I was uncomfortable watching them. But uh, Connor B, what did you all think of the kisses? Should we just go there? I mean, why not? We go there. <laughs> it just was a lot. I felt like I've been on a date with someone kissing like this and it's just too much. It was a lot, especially because he was not only in the costume, but had the whiskers. And then Katie's face was just covered in black face paint or whatever it was. And I was like, oh my goodness, he is going in for it. Like, this isn't just a peck, he is going ham. And I was like, I mean, she seems to be into it, but I was just a little taken aback by how aggressive it got. Right, well, I just wasn't sure. It just felt like he kept going for it. And obviously like she was open to connecting with the guys, but I I couldn't tell in real time, like, is this really a great kiss or is he just being super bold? Cause it feels a little uncomfortable to me. So that aside though, I will always, you know, support bold over timid on night one. Um, So Connor B definitely made an impression. Andrew S uh, is definitely an early favorite of mine. Um, I thought that the British accent thing was hilarious. He certainly has a better, you know, British accent than mine. Um, he stood out to me for sure. Um, John, I wanted to see more of John in the first episode. He's one of those people that like, I feel let down by how good of an entrance it was. And then we didn't get to see more of him later in the night, especially given that Katie repeatedly said, that is my type. Um, So that disappointed me just in terms of what we got to see. Um, But John definitely made an impression. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess those are the ones that made the biggest impression to me because those are the first ones that come to mind. What about you two? Maddie, go ahead. Okay, so kind of similar um, with with some of the people, and I it's probably because they got the most airtime too. So you know, like you said, it, it's difficult to kind of night one um, pick some of my favorites, but I definitely think Andrew S stood out to me so much. I feel like he was just so fun coming in with the British accent. He wasn't the one with the truck though, right? Was no. that Justin? Trey. Trey had the truck Trey. with the ball pit. Yeah. Ray with the ball pit. Okay. Cause I, I was like, Oh, who was it that had the ball pit? But yes, yeah, Andrew asked with the British accent. I thought it was so funny. And then he's like, actually like I'm from Chicago. Um, and, and they just seem to really, you know, have good banter between each other, which I loved. Um, but then Justin, I'm trying to remember how Justin entered. Um, they have like good chemistry. Fresh. 
the pain. See, I, I don't remember either because the thing I now associate with Justin is the painting. And so I don't, re- but the painting I think was in his package. So I don't remember the entrance either, to be honest with you. He came in with yeah. a brush and he made some like joke about stroking and he was like, that's right. Oh, right. The brush, right. like, you know, we'll use the brush instead <laughs> or something. Like right, that. right. You're so right. And I thought that that was just so funny, like knowing Katie being so sex positive and, you know, her coming into Matt season on night one with her vibrator. Like I was like, okay, like that's funny. And it also shows like, part of who he is as really enjoying painting. And then he like, didn't he display that like beautiful um, artwork for her that he painted for her? Yeah. Yeah. I really liked that. I felt like it, I don't know. It just showed a little bit of who he is and she seemed to really hit it off with him. So Andrew S, Justin, Connor B, definitely. I mean, I was a little thrown off in the beginning with the cat suit because watching his package before I was like, oh my goodness, like he's a teacher and he just seems so like, you know, fun. And, and, and I don't know, the whole ukulele thing was cute. <laughs> and then I'm like, not a costume, but then knowing, you know, with Katie and loving cats and all of that, that I was like, okay, she actually really liked it. Um, so Connor B was awesome. And, and the confidence that he had, and also um, just the, the chemistry they seemed to have right away, I really liked. Um, and then Greg, I think Greg was just so great. And I, I was just cracking up because in our last episode, Jill picked him as her like favorite and the one you're all like sending him all the way, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I just like was like, oh, no, I don't think he's going to do that well. But she obviously he gets the first impression rose. And I think, you know, he seemed so nervous, but also so genuinely happy to be there and seems like he has a great family. So he was one of my top favorites, too. Those are so yeah. Jill, who would you say? All right. So before I get into the guys, the first thing I have to say is like, the first one of the first two men that entered I was like they don't know how to dress like Andrew M his pants looked way too big for him like it looked like he had poopy pants on (laughs) and his like suit jacket was way too big and then um David his pants were really really short and had no socks so I was like, do these guys, like, have they been to a tailor? Like, do they know how to dress themselves? It's a little mm-hmm. bit concerning. Um, yeah, well, and <laughs> do you do you think that that's partly in comparison to season 16? Because I noticed as well, the season 16 guys had such good, e- even to the point of laughable, like, oh, so we're all wearing the mankles. Look, but like, The season 16 guys were very fashion forward, model, influencer look, very well groomed. I mean, my God, the the number of abs of season 16. I feel like this group of guys is, and I, I do not say this with any shade, they're very attractive guys, but it's not as much the model influencer look as season 16, I feel like. Yeah, I would, I would completely agree. I mean, 
Yeah. I feel like all of them are real estate agents. Like when we were going through their bios, I'm like, hello, like 10 of these guys are real estate agents or like some sort of agent, like insurance agent, real estate agent, like, yeah, like a salesperson. A lot of them are in like sales. One guy sells skin, which freaks me out. Um, but yeah, there is a lot of like that real estate. Well, (laughs) but here's, here's like a, a, a thought about why that might increasingly be the case. If you think about it, someone who does something like real estate sales or insurance sales or that kind of field, right? Entrepreneurial, set your own schedule, work for yourself. It's very easy in that kind of role to take a few weeks off to go do the show versus somebody that has a nine to five that may not want them to leave and then automatically come back whenever they're ready to. You know what I mean? So I I kind of think that that's kind of expected at this point when we already have more entrepreneurs than ever, period, in this country. And I feel like it lends itself to the show. It's like, take like Tammy, who I love, for example, Tammy Lee, very hard worker. I think she has six or seven jobs uh, and works harder than anyone I know, but they're all working for herself for the most part. So she can pause a lot of that and go do Peter's season or whatever. Um, I think it lends itself to the show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, That's you make a great point. Point Yeah, definitely. Um, so then another, so now going into the guys, um, I have very similar picks to you both. The one guy who was, who she sent home night one that I was like, ooh, was um, Gabriel. And he had like a very European look to him. And I think he was wearing a turtleneck as I love. Um, but I mean, I guess a weird thing was that they hugged and like did a breathing exercise. So maybe that makes sense why she said that was so weird. (laughs) Yeah. So I, at first I was like, oh, he's making a great impression. Then I don't know. He kind of lost me there. Um, and then similar to both, I also loved Andrew S because I love a British accent. And as Maddie knows, my household back up at school, we always talk in British accents. We love Love Island. So like any joke with a British accent is great <laughs> for me. And I dug that. Like I love that so much. Um And then I also loved Greg. He's a Jersey boy through and through. I'm from Jersey, so have to represent that. And also just like you said, he was very genuine. I loved when he gave the necklace from his niece or nephew to Katie. That was like such a sweet moment. Um, And then also I have to, he's not one of my favorites, but I have to give a shout out to Cody because he's from my hometown. So I have to give a shout out to him. And he sort of pulled in Adam Gottschalk with like bringing a doll in. And like, you think that would be weird, but they end up going pretty far. So I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, also Connor B, of course, loved him. Yeah. Those are some good picks. Definitely. I feel like um, there were a lot of guys too that I think just because of of timing purposes that like we didn't even get to see kind of walk in and do the intro and, and obviously didn't get as much airtime, but someone that I really want to get to know more is Kyle. 
Like, I feel like they didn't show Kyle at all. Um, he's from Fort Lauderdale. He's a technical recruiter. And I actually think I picked him in my last episode to go all the way. Um, so I was like really paying attention to him because I wanted to get to know him a bit more. They didn't show him often, um, but he did get a rose. So I'm hoping maybe some sort of connection and kind of like Stefan was saying with John, um, I'd love to get to know John more because she was super into him when he walked out of the limo. Um, so yeah, those were, those were some, you know, kind of we're slept on a bit, but hopefully we get to know them a little bit more. I feel like we have to talk about the box though. I was going to bring that up. What, wait, what were you all's thoughts about the box? Um, okay. Like it was strange and, um, like I get it, but it didn't need to be dragged on as long as it did. And then also like when he came out personally, it was kind of a letdown. It was a letdown. I, I mean, like, he wow Joe wow I'm sorry I just like he's not my type like I wasn't really attracted to him and he seemed too put together like maybe he belongs in season 16 I don't know but his hair was like really slicked back he had a three-piece suit it was just I don't know it looked like he got his eyebrows waxed like I don't know it just seemed a lot for me and like almost too put together. I just didn't, I, I was a little let down, not gonna lie. Sorry, James, but yeah. I, I totally agree though, because I thought, okay, if you are literally dragging this out through almost the whole entire night one, you gotta be someone really good and worth the wait. And I just felt like he was not worth the wait. I was expecting it to be someone that we all knew. I thought it was going to be someone from a previous season. I'm like, oh, this is juicy. Like, I'm trying to recognize the voice as he's talking. And then this boy walks out and I'm like, um, what? Okay, so I have a different opinion on the box, <laughs> which I love because it makes podcasts more fun. And yes. I also have a yes. slightly different opinion on Greg, which I'm scared to say and get crucified for, but we can maybe return <laughs> to that or maybe not. But let's oh, talk about no, the box. tell us, tell us. We'll, we'll get to it, but let's talk about the box. Here's the thing. I feel like this was a season where things that did not normally or would not normally work actually played well with Katie and in this season, such as the cat costume, right? Here's, here's what I think was smart about the box. By having the box not be a reveal in the driveway, so to speak, he kind of guaranteed that he got a one-on-one -on -one moment with her because, yeah. I mean, granted, I, I am a little concerned about how long he was in the box, but <laughs> no, despite that, you had to know that at some point he had to come out of the box. So it almost guaranteed him time, which was kind of smart in, an, in a weird way um, because he got to be in a completely separate room, have a whole one-on-one -on -one moment with her. We know that not everybody gets that night one. And I, listen, Jill and I could have different types. I love that. There's a different type for everyone. I thought Box Guy was actually surprisingly one of the hottest. Um, and I think it threw off the guys. I think that they prejudged and they were expecting like a, just a complete joke kind of contestant, like a waboom, or maybe like, I know this sounds bad, but I feel like they expected the box guy to not be very hot and well put together and three piece suit and whatever. And he was. So I don't know, like box, 
I, at first I thought box guy was a complete joke. Then he yeah. emerged. He had a whole conversation. He was gorgeous. And I thought, well, maybe this season, the rules are just changed. I kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the guys were very threatened by him. And I guess I didn't see it at the time it, it being that way. But, you know, thinking back to how they reacted, they were like, he better not get a rose. He better not get the first impression rose. He's been sitting in a box the whole entire night. And if it was someone maybe different who walked out of that box, maybe they wouldn't have reacted that way. But they were very threatened by him. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know if y'all saw this, but when he got out of the box, there was actually a, I feel like I saw a GoPro like in the box. So I'd be dying to see if there's any footage of him inside the box (laughs) from that night. Like if it were me, like I would be sweating my ass off in there. So like, Mm -hmm. it didn't look like he was sweating one bullet at all. Like he was a cool as a cucumber. So props to him and I will give you this stuff and like he's he's handsome like for sure just not my type and you know like we said last week different strokes for different folks so <laughs> which was the phrase I was looking for that I couldn't remember <laughs> hence I said different types once again but yes different strokes not to use yeah. Justin's word <laughs> right yeah. right we're taking strokes. taking some of Justin's uh, uh one-liners <laughs> which I loved by the way but um Yeah, and then tell us what you wanted to say about Greg. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm not, I feel like this is going to come off anti-Greg just because he's the fan favorite right now. And I want to clarify, that is not what I'm saying. But I admit, can I say I had mixed feelings about Greg? Yeah. And this is why. Um his limp. So I definitely knew to have an eye on Greg because everybody's pointed him out all the podcasts, all like, I feel like lots of fans were like, you know, Greg is someone to watch family, man, blah, 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 handsome, whatever. So the limo entrance didn't do it for me personally. Um, I, I was texting friends to see if I was the only one who felt this way. His line about Katie is like the type of girl that he would say hi to at a bar. That that did not seem romantic to me. Like, and again, let me, let me clarify disclaimer to everything I'm saying. 99% of the time when I have met someone from this franchise in person, they are a lovely human being, regardless of how they looked on TV. So we are fully just reacting to a television show. I acknowledge that. I don't want to ever have to eat my words when I meet someone and they turn out to be great. So I'm fully just reacting to television, but I didn't like the girl at a bar line. And maybe I just got like, maybe I just felt like friend defensive of Katie. And I was like, Katie Thurston is not just any random hookup at a bar for you. Um, But anyway, so that I didn't like. Now the necklace moment was adorable. And I will give you great, great chemistry in the necklace moment. Here's, I think, my biggest hesitation. And this is not any kind of a spoiler. Are we allowed to talk about like podcast tea? I feel like this is like making the rounds podcast tea. Give it to us. Okay, so lots of people are talking about lots of podcasts. The fact that Greg went to acting school for I think three years, if I'm remembering correctly, and then has removed all of that from his online presence. Now. I will be watching, because I don't know, 
to see if that comes up and is ever shared with Katie later in the season if he goes far. For this reason, I have no judgment on people who work in entertainment. I'm in LA, I've done a lot of TV, I have a lot of clients who even have acted, right? So no judgment on it. But I don't necessarily trust when somebody isn't upfront about who they are and what they want especially in this kind of an environment where it's all about like who's there for the right reasons. So one possibility is Greg wanted to be an actor. He did acting school. It didn't work out. He let it go and he just buried it all. Honestly, I still feel kind of weird about that because I'm like, it's a part of your story and I would still kind of like for you to own it and maybe share it at some point, even if it's a completely dead dream. The other possibility is that he still wants to be an actor and he buried it. And if that is the case, I I'm a little concerned. <laughs> so that is my thought on Greg. I am not anti-Greg. If, if he goes far, if he falls in love with Katie, if he ends up being the one, I wish him all the best. I hope he's there with good intentions. I'm always willing to be wrong. That, that is my thought. Do you all, does the acting thing scare you all or you don't care? Um, to be, so this is the first time I've actually heard of it. I didn't, I didn't know that um, he was, you know, doing that. And the only thing I will say is I, I really do hope that he tells her about that and shares more about himself. I'm wondering if he was just so nervous night one that like it didn't come up and he kind of was, I felt like he was stumbling over his words all night and almost just shocked about like the whole process itself and seeing her in person that he kind of really stumbled a lot and she was helping him along like, okay, come on, like, you know, let's talk and whatever. So I, I do hope though that he talks about that. Cause that seems like it's a decently big part of his life. Yeah. I think one thing to add on to that is, I don't know, this is all just speculation and maybe putting out it out there, but he's from Jersey. Um, I know like where he's from in New Jersey. It's not that far from New York City. So, you know, maybe he was doing it when he was younger. I mean, I don't know if he's still currently doing it to this day, but you know, if like you live close to the city, sometimes you go out there for opportunities. So I don't know if it's, do you know if it's like still what he does because on like, his bio, it says that he does like marketing sales or whatever. Well, isn't that interesting? <laughs> I mean, now I listen, now I'm being full blown conspiracy theorist. I fully admit it. And I laugh because sometimes Bachelor fans sound like QAnon. And so I'm just being full blown conspiracy theory. And, and chatty broads did not make it any better because I feel like I love chatty broads and I respect their opinions so much. And they're all on this like, is he really that nervous if he's an actor? Like they're full in on this conspiracy theory as well. So I'm, I'm too down the road of this conspiracy theory to see it objectively. I, I think the bottom line is Katie like built up a massive TikTok platform before she even went on the show, right? So she's clearly not against like being an influencer, being a public figure. And if that is who he is, I think there's a version where he can say like, actually, I do kind of want to do TV or film or acting or whatever. And like, let's be a power couple and whatever. I have no problem with that. If it's hidden, I, I just want to know why. And I, we will see. 
text me and as we watch, we will see. Yeah, definitely. That's interesting that you bring that up though. Um, Cause you know, obviously we know that people don't go on there for the right reasons a lot of the times. And I think that's something that is going to be popping up later in the season. Um, so what we talked about last week is we like went through all the guys and created like superlative categories. And our top one is who we think is going to be the villain of the season. So what guy do you think will be our villain of Katie's season? Ooh, um, I can't decide. I think because Cody and- villains. <laughs> What did you say? Or multiple villains. <laughs> well, so I think, here's the thing. I don't know that I feel this is going to be a season where we have like a Luke P situation. Um, I don't know that there's going to be one consistent one. I would expect Cody and Aaron seem to have some beef, which I know they're both from San Diego. That was very random, very confusing. The whole group I was watching with was confused. Did you all understand that? No, it was so random. All of a sudden, like she was in a conversation and then like it cut to them having a like heated conversation. And I was like very confused. And I thought, you know, maybe he's a little intoxicated. I don't know what happened before this, but I thought it was the editing was a little strange there. It was weird. It was. I was like, this came out of left field. And I said to my girlfriends, I was like, did I miss something? Like, like, was I on my phone or something? Because this seems like we all of a sudden got like the middle to the tail end of an argument and got no explanation for it. So I, I don't know if they'll dive more into that or if there will be like continued beef between them. But I thought that was really interesting. So I, I think that that's going to recur. I don't know. I don't think that's like a seven week kind of drama trajectory, <laughs> but I think that's going to pop up again. Um, Thomas seems to have a little bit of, I won't call it villain. I'll say Thomas seems to have a little bit of drama potential. Carl seems to have a little bit of drama potential. I could see Blake's entrance having drama potential, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, this is what I will say. Whoever makes Katie cry the most is the villain to me. So that's what I'm watching for. That is the real villain is whoever pushed her to the point of I'm done. I don't want to find out who that is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I second on Carl. I don't know. I have a, I have weird, bad vibes around him. He says he's a motivational speaker that already like, puts in a red flag for me. I don't know how much of a motivational speaker he actually is. Um, but I know that something that got previewed a lot was this one line saying like, I'm here for the followers. And I know like we weren't privy to exactly who said that, but I think there's a high chance it could be him. I don't know. He's getting like a weird edit in like the super tease. So I don't have great great vibes around this Carl guy. I don't know. It's just not. Yeah. Well, I will say this. Um, and this is like a very meta way to look at the show. There's always certain characters on the show, if you will, that become instigators. And by the way, that doesn't mean they're like Demi Burnett, who I love, yeah. was such an instigator. So some people are just built for that or down for that more than others, right? But I, if you watch the premiere back, what you will notice is 
there's a lot of moments where Carl appears to be on the couch starting conversations with the guys about like, have you had time? Have you had time? And then in his ITMs, there's a lot of Carl narrating for us all of like what's going down and if he gets a rose. So he definitely seems to have instigator potential. At least that's how it looks right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's that's a great way to put it because he was definitely giving me those villain vibes where I was like, okay, you know, he might be the one trying to constantly stir the pot throughout the season and that may get him in trouble. Um, but yeah, in Thomas as well, I, I felt a little bit from him, like maybe a little bit of cockiness coming from him. Um, and then it was really interesting, which we'll get to, um, you know, in the super tease scene, Blake come in. I mean, I, I'm really wondering when that's going to happen because that will definitely play into like how much drama filled it is because if it, they wait until, you know, halfway through the season or pull like a Heather Martin moment where she comes in, you know, basically toward the end, like they're gonna, that's going to cause a lot of drama. Yeah, definitely. I mean, should we get into the super tease? Because I know there was a lot of stuff in for that much longer. But um... I've watched that super tease so many times. And <laughs> the first time I watched it, I, I'm pretty sure I squealed uh, after it because I was just like, what a teaser for us. Yeah, I feel like there was so there were so many tears, maybe the most I've ever seen from the men. Um, but sort of going off of the Blake thing, I did see that Nick Vial makes an appearance and I feel like he might come in to give advice on the Blake situation because as we know, Nick came in late on Caitlyn's season. So I feel like he might like talk to her about it and be like, you know, if you really see a connection with him, like you have to be selfish and you can't think about like these other relationships because at the end of the day like you're gonna be with this guy for hopefully for the rest of your life get married to him so I don't know maybe that's why he makes an entrance um that's just my thoughts on that yeah but there were so many tears and like so many moments where it seemed like Katie was just done and she was like like pack I'm gonna go pack my bags and like book my plane ticket and I'm like what is going on there were so many guys crying and in the beginning of course is always amazing and you see her having all of these great relationships with the guys and a lot of the guys actually that we kind of feel like are our front runners from this conversation you could see in the super tease that she was developing relationships with them so I'm excited to see that but it looks like something terrible happens and I'm like oh my goodness like how is this going to end because there just seem to be so many tears well I will say if you listen to Katie's like press appearances I feel like she's actually given so many little like teasers and like hints and like nuggets for people to chew on and investigate and think about in all the different interviews. And I don't remember in, in, I think multiple interviews, I know she's been saying this season felt like a roller coaster that was like slowly crawling on the way up. And then when it finally rounds the turn, it goes down very, very quickly And I feel like that's a very cryptic, mysterious thing to say, 
But I, I do think there's going to be some point where it feels like the season starts to get really heavy. I hope, like I said, we all need the fun. I hope and I think that we will get to enjoy some fun group dates and like challenges. And, you know, I think there's a lot of fun in this season as well. It seems like a really fun group of guys. But I do think the emotion is really going to escalate later on down the season. Yeah, definitely. And I know that there's one part in the super tease where she's in a room with one of the guys and it's really dark and they keep like going back to it. And I'm like, who is in this room with her? Like, I just want to know what this is about. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of really great moments and sort of bouncing off what you said, Stefan, about her interviews is I was watching a snippet of her on GMA and they did like superlatives with the men. And she said like husband material, who is the most husband material? I think she said Michael, maybe she gave out like Michael, Greg, Justin, um, Connor. I think those are like the four guys that she maybe gave out superlatives to. So yeah, kind of like we said, some of our top guys are in there. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know that this is, like, based on her interviews and all of these things, I don't know that, well, I don't know. I don't know that I expect any late bloomers because I feel like we have so many solid people at the top right now um, mm-hmm. that, like, I don't... You know, I feel like if someone didn't really shine in night one, I could be wrong, but the super teaser made me think like, okay, there's Greg, there's Andrew S, there's John, there's like, I feel like the super teaser put some of the people in there that we were thinking about already from the premiere. And I, yeah, so that's, it's going to be interesting, but a lot of the guys you just named, it does seem like the same ones are coming up over and over again whether in fan discussions or in her interviews. Yeah, definitely. I know that we're only at night one and we're recapping the first episode, but if you had to have a top four right now, who would it be? And who is your top pick? Who do you think she'll end up with? Oh God. Um, okay. Um, can I, can I opt out of who I think she'll end up with? Yeah. yeah top um, but I'll give a I'll give a top four from right now. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I think and see this is I'm going to show that I am not anti Greg because despite my conspiracy theory speculation, I'm going to put Greg in my top four. Um, I'm going to put Connor B in my top four because I just think and by the way, I'm pretty sure in almost in the almost famous podcast they asked her why she gave the first impression rose to Greg and not to Connor B since it seems like they hit it off. And interestingly enough, she said that she thought of it as a reassurance rose. And, and I just thought that was very interesting. Do with that what you will read. It certainly will. Um, But so I'm going to put Connor B in my top four. Um, I'm going to put I want to put John in my top four because I felt like the turning around and the whatever stood out, Mm -hmm. but I actually feel just because Michael A, we saw so much of, it's a close call. I think they're both, they they both seem like really good guys. I'm going to put Michael A in the spot. 
And then because we now obviously know from the super teaser, Blake Moynes, um, and, and just because like, I feel like the, the stuff we know about Blake Moynes is that he's like a little bit quirky, sex positive. Like there's, I'm not necessarily in the camp of like, they are definitely a match. I know there's people online saying that, but I definitely can see why there could be compatibility there. So I'm going to say Greg, I still want to put John just because I, the turnaround. I'm going to say Greg. No, I want Andrew S. I can't decide you guys. I really don't know. Can I say my top six is Greg, Andrew S, John Michael A, Blake Moynes, and Connor B. What about you all? Top four. All right. Okay. So I think, yeah, go, go ahead. I think that's a really good. No, I was going to say, I think that's a really good top six. I think those are solid guys. Um, Jill, you go first. I got to think about it. Alrighty. So I'm going to go Connor B, Greg, Andrew S, and... I'll go, okay, I'll go top five um, to meet in the middle. And then I'll say Justin and Blake Moynes. Ours are like almost identical. Yeah. I, I'm i thinking Greg, Connor B for sure. I'm putting Justin in there because I love him. <laughs> and I think she's going to love him too. Um, I can't decide between Andrew S or Michael a because just because we see him so much in the teaser and there I think there's something there I'm gonna who, go with who did you say who were your last two Maddie so I'm gonna do Greg Connor B Justin and Andrew S okay so Justin I, I it's weird because like Justin the the painting thing was very very sweet and Justin is definitely hot I mean I've heard people say Justin one of the hottest I didn't feel, and maybe this is just my own personal like type. I didn't feel as much chemistry and like charisma from Justin as Andrew S. Um, I just, I don't know. But so that's why I chose Andrew S. But I, I definitely saw that she had a, de you know, definitely a connection with Justin. They kissed, right? It seemed like a good kiss. Yeah, I definitely thought was, better than the Connor B kiss. He was the first kiss. Yeah, he yeah. snuck it. He snuck it in there. He was like, "I need to move this pillow aside," and then just went in for the kiss. Yeah, he was. He was pretty like bold about it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think. Now, I don't know if we combined all of our people. Is that a top seven, top eight? Yeah. I mean, I think the highlight yeah. here is that there's a lot of guys we all, as viewers, like, and I think mm -hmm. that matches what Katie's been saying, which is like she really you know, not every lead talks this positively about their contestants. And I feel like she really did love her guys. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, yeah, I think there's definitely a solid eight men that we have put to get all together, the three of us. And I think that's a good way to wrap up this recap of episode one. So we wanted to thank you so much again for coming on and talking to us. And before you go, tell our listeners where they can find you, follow you, anything that you have coming up in the future. Yeah, well, I feel like Instagram is the easiest, like one-stop shop place to find everything. So come say hi on Instagram at Dr. Lovegrove, D-R-L-O-V-E-G-R-O-V-E. 
Um, also, I love like hearing people's thoughts as they watch the episodes because you can believe I'm definitely watching every Monday night. So uh, if you want to text my community number there, I always check it uh, when something is happening live. And I love hearing from people that want a live text. So let me know your thoughts as you watch, because as I said, I will be watching with you and I'm nervous, honestly. I mean, I don't like the tears. The, you know, I, here's the funny thing. I'm probably going to get to know like 75% of these men at least and be like, what great people. But when <laughs> I saw the DRAMA trailer, I was like, yes, more men crying in 2021. But you know what I don't like is Katie crying. So I am nervous. I don't, you know, we're so used to the leads having breakdowns that I think we forget. That's still very distressing that she was brought to the point of like, I legitimately want to go home. So I'm nervous, but I, I'm ready for a great season and I cannot wait to watch. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. Awesome. Yeah, we are super, super excited. Um, I'm so glad that our Mondays are back to normal. I'm like, finally, my my Monday night feels whole again to watch the show and, and just have a glass of wine and get to completely jump into the season. So thank you again so much. Yes, absolutely. Um, I love the I love the um final people were predicting and I think it'll be a good season all right oh I'm yeah. so excited I'm so 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 excited and yeah I can't wait to see how this is all going to play out because I'm like what is going on with these like I need to watch it again the tease like I like you said you watched it so many times like I need to do that too there's so many parts to it and I'm like whoa what is happening well well let me just say this we know that the T's can be out of context, right? So like, for example, someone could say like, I have to go to the bathroom so bad. Can I leave like for a second? And then they edit in, can I leave? You know what I'm saying? So we know that, but isn't it interesting that they have a distraught Greg saying, can I leave in the, in the super teaser? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You see like, how did people not notice that? I'm like, this is your heartthrob. Why is he saying, can I leave? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like totally didn't pick up on a bunch of this. And I just, I think with all my friends there and we were all like talking and stuff through it, like there's definitely a lot in there that I can't well, wait to see. Yeah. Well, listen, all I can do is say, Pay attention to the fact that Katie was asked, why did you give the first impression rose to Greg on Almost Famous? And she said that it is a reassurance rose. That's public mm -hmm. knowledge. Pay attention to why is Greg saying, can I leave? Pay attention to why did Greg scrub all the acting off his entire online profile and bio? And pay attention to, um, what's the other thing that's public? I don't know. Maybe that's it. But pay it. Just pay attention. Just watch. We'll see. Pay attention. Yeah. Oh, I know what it was. Pay attention to Chatty Broad saying our intuition tells us that Greg is about to break Katie's heart. Mm, okay. okay. That's not my quote. That's Chatty Broad's. All right. We'll pay attention because now I'm to get the Chatty Broad's on here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, well, so Chatty Broads, I was so glad they did it because I was like, listen, I can't go on a podcast and be the only human being to say anything questionable about this man. 
And then I listened to Chatty Broads and they were like, Broads, Broads, we know you're going to hate us for this, but we don't get a good vibe from Greg. There's just something about it. There's something about him. And I was like, okay, they said it. You're like, thank God. Thank God someone agrees. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, we'll be watching. Appreciate you all. Have a great night. Thank you you so so much. Nice to talk to you. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed that recap with Stefan. It was so awesome to have him be a part of our first ever recap for Katie's season. I think it was so fun to have someone who's super knowledgeable about the Bachelor franchise in general, but also having that personal connection to Katie was really neat. And he had a lot of good things to say. So we hope you guys enjoyed. We have so much Bachelor news to talk about because obviously, you know, we didn't talk about any last week. So we're sort of catching back up with two weeks weeks of a lot of Bachelor news and a lot has obviously broke this past week. Um, The first story that we really need to talk about is that Chris Harrison is leaving the Bachelor franchise for good with a reportedly eight-figure exit settlement. And I think there's been more information coming out that it's around $25 million, which is just absolutely insane. Um, And there was a quote that Harrison's lawyer, Brian Friedman, was pledging to unleash the shiva of lawsuits exposing a swath of The Bachelor's alleged dirty laundry unless his Gersh-repped client emerged feeling the financial love, which was sourced from Deadline. So yeah, supposedly Chris Harrison was going to come out with a lot of information on The Bachelor because he's been doing this for 20 years. So I'm sure he knows a lot of shit behind the scenes that has gone down that we don't know about. And, um, you know, he was sort of given a shitload of money to stay silent um, as he exited from the franchise. So I feel like we all knew this was coming. We didn't know when, we didn't know how but it's been officially announced. Um, So what do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I feel like we all kind of knew it was going to be coming. And obviously, you know, it is an end of an era. And I think we've been seeing that on social media, a lot of Bachelor people have been posting about it. And I mean, he's been with this show since the beginning. And it is it is really sad to see him go on such bad terms. You know what I mean? I think it's really unfortunate that this had to happen. Um, and it's, it's so unfortunate what did happen. Um, and obviously there has to be... Um, people have to be held accountable and there has to be consequences for people's actions. And I don't think he would have been able to come back to the show. Um, I think it would have just felt really weird. And I think it would have felt not authentic. And, and um, I think it would have put a really bad taste in people's mouth. Um, so I do think the show had to do what it had to do in order to um, maybe started a new era. And I really do hope that the bachelorette can improve from this and make strides to be better as a franchise um, from all of this that has, you know, obviously developed and unfolded throughout the past couple of months. Um, But I do hope that Chris has you know, learned from his mistakes and that he is trying to better himself. But 
I does not surprise me at all that he got a massive amount of money because he knows so much tea. And we all know that there's a crazy amount of tea and a crazy amount of things that happen behind the scenes that probably would get this show, you know, off the air if any of it was freaking told. You know what I mean? Like, I think that there's a lot of stuff that happens and has happened in the past that it doesn't surprise me at all that he's like, hey, I will unleash all of this which that's the that's the name of the game that's how these lawsuits work so i'm not surprised one bit that he got a massive chunk of change um and yeah i mean it it is what it is at this point we have you know taisha and caitlin this season i'll be really interested to see how it'll play out as the seasons continue to go um and if they'll have like a permanent um you know replacement for him but yeah i mean I feel like it it had to happen at some point. I know it's definitely strange and it'll be interesting to see, you know, if he comes out with his own statement, because obviously the news broke and there wasn't like a single quote that came from him. So Mm -hmm. I'd be curious to, you know, hear what he had to say, you know, because obviously with the settlement, he can't say a whole lot about certain topics. So it'll, I don't, you know, I think a lot of people are still really upset by the whole thing. And I think a lot of people don't really care and don't want to hear from him and feel that they don't need to hear from him. But then there's a whole other side of people that are really upset that he's leaving and like, are almost like a stan hood for Chris Harrison. So it's interesting that there's these like two opposite sides and there's even like, I know Peter um, posted something on Instagram the other day being like, thank you for all you did for me, blah, 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 blah. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see the information that unfolds within the coming weeks. Um, Cause you know, mm-hmm. He's officially gone, but obviously there's still a lot of information that will probably come out. Definitely. And he did take to Instagram and post, um, you know, one final picture of him uh, at one of the, you know, live studio audience tapings and said, I've had a truly incredible run as host of the Bachelor franchise. And now I'm excited to start a new chapter. I'm so grateful to Bachelor Nation for all the memories we've made together. While my two decade journey is wrapping up, my friendships I've made will last a lifetime. So that. So yeah, yeah. So he put that yesterday and you know um I think I'm I'll be interested to see what what is in store for him with this next chapter and what's in store for the franchise um but obviously since he is no longer a part of the franchise um we have some new um guest celebrity hosts for Bachelor in Paradise which is our second bit of Bachelor news um Obviously, names had been swirling for a while before this was even announced that um, Chris would be making his exit, but we had finally yesterday gotten, or was it today, that we found out who's going to be the official celebrity guest host? Yeah, it was today as um, we are recording, not when we're releasing the episode, but today as of Wednesday, June 9th, it was announced that um, Titus Burgess, Lance Bass, Little Lil John, and um, David Spade, obviously, as you all know, um, will be celebrity guest hosts for Paradise. Which, what, what are, what are your thoughts? 
<laughs> I don't know. So like, I know all of the names, like I know who all of them are, but I don't know them very like very well, I guess I'll say. So I'm interested to see what that dynamic will be like with them and kind of what each of them will bring to the table. Um, and also how they'll do it. Like, is it going to be one celebrity guest host per episode or is it going to be like, you know, right. Like, is it going to be, Oh, one person does this part and the other person does that. Like how much will the four of them interact with each other? Um, and, and, and interact with the people in paradise. So I'm really interested to see how it's going to play out. It was also rumored that Chelsea Handler was supposed to be another host, um, but got pulled last minute. So we have um, four guys and I feel like they're all very different. Um, so I'll be, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see how it's going to be. Yeah, and also um, to mention that Wells, supposedly Wells and his fiance Sarah Highland were also spotted heading down there. As you all know, Wells has been the bartender for the past few seasons, so that really doesn't surprise me. But um, before we move on to our next story, a quick thing I want to mention is Tanner Tolbert took to Instagram today and sort of like gave a rant on his Instagram stories that he's kind of like upset that um, like there's going to be these celebrity hosts on Paradise because he thinks that, you know, it's going to take away from like the drama and the romance and like to go back to its roots. He was saying like Bachelor in Paradise is about like the love triangles and who ends up together and the drama. And it's not really about the host. Like if you think about it, when we're watching, you know, Chris Harrison comes in or came in, did his thing. And we're really just watching um, the people and the stories unfold. So I see where he's coming from and he did make some really good points. So like you said, it'll be really interesting to see how they're going going to utilize these people and like how much screen time they're going to get. Because um, I kind of agree with him. Like I really just watch Paradise for the drama and the love stories and people so especially because now there's going to be some really great people down there so I want to get as much of it as possible and I could really care less about the hosts if you ask me so um we'll see I'm just excited for paradise like so excited (laughs) super super excited and definitely um they are starting to film so there's obviously been a ton of rumors swirling of who's going to be down there um but yeah we're we're really excited to see how that's all going to play out um but moving on to another bit of bachelor news that we talked about last time we did bachelor news um was about the peter and kelly drama and at that point i had not listened to the um chicks in the office episode of um their podcast that Kelly was on. And then I had not listened to basically Peter's rebuttal on his own podcast. Um, And I just feel like I need to give my two cents and my opinion on the whole thing. Um, Because I know I had said, you know, that I would, I told Jill that I would listen to them. And I did. Um, I just feel like Kelly did not say anything that I think really needed a response from Peter. Like, I think she was very genuine and very, um, you know, straightforward with how their relationship ended. She was ready to tell her side of the story. I don't think she said anything bad about him. 
I, I don't feel like she attacked him in any way or like tried to defame his character. And then Peter's response on his podcast was just so bad. Like I have no other word, but to say, I thought it was so just spur of the moment. I felt like he did not think at all about what he wanted to say. He was kind of all over the place. And I was like, sir, what are you even responding to? Because this just sounds so amateur is almost like the best word I could think of it. And I know that they're new to podcasting and I'm not saying that, hey, we're some amazing podcasters. We're super rookies and (laughs) we think that we are, but you know what I mean? Like, I know that we're rookies in this as well, but I felt like it was so weird that, um, what's his, what's his co-host's name? Dustin. That Dustin did not come in at all until the end. Like there was no banter between him and Dustin. It was just Peter talking for about like 45 minutes. And I was like, why isn't Dustin like interjecting and trying to have more of a conversation with Peter? Instead, it was Peter just quite literally ranting about Kelly for 45 minutes, not making much sense in really the majority of the time speaking very highly of Kelly. So I was like confused by it all. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. it. His response was amateur hour, um, figuratively and literally. <laughs> um, yeah, he was all over the place. He wasn't making a. He wasn't making much sense. Um, it was. I feel like he just put out a response to put out a response, and I think you know. Kelly going on Chicks in the Office, you know, she was being, she was there to be interviewed. And when you're being interviewed, you're, you're going to be asked questions about your relationship, especially if you were on um, the franchise and, you know, you hadn't been on many podcasts. And I think this is only the second podcast that she's been on. So the first one I think was Caitlin. And I think still at that point, she was, you know, answering questions, but not going too much into detail. And I think with Chicks in the Office, she was going into a little bit more detail, but she was only answering their questions and being truthful about them. So I don't know where his response was coming from. I like you said, it was very jumbled. Mm-hmm. It was just very strange. Um, so going off of that, there's something that has sort of come out even more. So a quote that Kelly said on the Chicks in the Office podcast was, quote, he loves Pokemon cards and he loves playing video games and he loves going out and partying. There was a while where I was trying to convince myself that that's what I liked and I was And I was like, all right, Kelly, let's be honest with yourself. Does that add up? Does that add up for you? End quote. So that was one of the quotes that she said. And then Peter recently posted a photo on Instagram with Victoria Justice and I think two other friends and they were wearing Pikachu mascot heads. Um, And the caption of the post read, so we made a music video, gonna be such a summer banger. Also, I go by Pete Kachu now, hashtag too fucking nice. So when I look at this, I'm thinking immediately petty. Um, Just very like 
immature response. Obviously, we know this is in response to Kelly's comment on the podcast. And so what if you like Pokemon, like Pokemon, I think, you know, like do what you want to do and, you know, she'll do what she wants to do. And that's why you guys didn't end up together. I don't think it has to be all this back and forth over social media. Like it's becoming really unnecessary. And I think the vibes that I'm getting is that he's just trying to do these things to almost get attention and get headlines. And it's almost ironic because on his podcast, he said that Kelly went on Chicks in the Office to get headlines. So it's kind of a little bit of irony for me, if you ask me. 100%. I mean, it was so petty by him. You could just tell that he is so not over Kelly, or he would not be acting petty like this. You could totally tell from Kelly on Chicks in the Office podcast that she's so over him. She's so ready to do her own thing. She is fine without him. And it really just showed his response that it was almost a cry for help that he really missed her and wanted her back. And now these actions are just so petty that I'm like, I really can't like, it just shows his age and it shows his maturity level. Um, so yeah, that is that on that. And <laughs> yeah, we are done with the Peter and Kelly drama On to some better news, which I ship this relationship so hard. I'm so happy. We, Talk to you guys about some rumors swirling that P, um, that Brendan and Piper were spotted together. We had it on our little spotted segment that we like to do. And now it is official that Piper and Brendan are dating. Yeah. So a crap ton of articles came out that, you know, there's quotes that he's really into her, blah, 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 that they're officially dating. So I hope that we get like an official post or whatever I totally get it they were both just on national tv for like a season each so they're probably wanting to take things slow be private but I'm really excited for them if they are officially dating um because they're really cute together and I love Piper I love Brendan I wish them all the best um yeah just really exciting news yeah, definitely. I, I'm so excited for them and I can't wait to see hopefully that relationship blossom. Um, and on to some more exciting news. I'm super excited about this. I saw it on Instagram the other day. Um, if you guys watched Rachel Lindsay's season, one of her contestants was Diggy Moreland and I loved Diggy. I thought he was so much fun. Um, yes, absolutely loved him. He's so handsome too. Um, he just officially announced um, that he's now a dad and he welcomed his baby daughter and her name is so cute. It's Teddy Reese. Isn't that like the cutest name ever? It's so adorable. Like I love the name Teddy. I love the name Reese. Like he's a freaking genius. Like he's stylish and his daughter's name is stylish. Like what the heck? I know. <laughs> and the picture that he posted were so that he posted was so cute of them. I was like, oh my God. I know, I know. And um, I didn't write this down as one of our pieces of news, but Lauren Himley, I think that's her maiden name from Ben. I want to say Ben Higgins season. She also gave birth to her baby girl and her name is Palmer Rose. So we welcome another Bachelor Nation baby to the world. And soon I think Lauren Burnham is going to 
pop. Actually, both Laurens are going to pop at any second. So there's a lot more baby announcements to come. And my favorite thing is seeing what they name their kids because I know it's going to be some cute names. So it's the best. I absolutely love seeing when people are going to name their babies. So congrats to Diggy and did you say Lauren? Lauren. Oh, so many Laurens are pregnant. I I was going to say, weren't the other two Laurens? Oh my God. Lauren Lane, Lauren Burnt, Lauren Lyondike. Sorry, Lauren Burnt and Lyondike. My bad. Yes. Yes. So a lot of babies. A lot of babies. And And marriages. Yes. So as you said, on to another piece of exciting news that Kayla Quinn from Ben Higgins season is now officially married to her husband, Nick Borello. So she's now Kayla Borello. They tied the knot in Florida and are now on their honeymoon in Croatia. And I'm just living vicariously through her and I'm so freaking jealous because um, it looks gorgeous. Is he a Broadway singer? No, I no. Does he have any ties to like Broadway? I don't think so. Is he an actor? No. Okay, because I was like a little thrown off by this one thing. I don't know if you've like l- looked at all of her videos that she's posted. Oh, the- yes, yes. Okay, so in at the ceremony, at the wedding ceremony, yep. she had this special thing planned for Nick where four people stood up who were in the crowd and basically did like a flash mob of sorts with singing um this song I forget what song it was yeah me too but yes and I was like I was like wait like is he like a Broadway singer because it gave me like very Broadway vibes and I was like a little bit yeah so what I think it is when she came on our podcast I remember her like vividly saying that she loves singing Broadway tunes da 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 um, and she's also really good friends with this woman named Ashley Park. And she was in Mean Girls on Broadway. She was also in Emily in Paris. So I, and I think they're really good friends. So I think she helped coordinate that little flash mob that they had at her wedding. That's cute. Yeah. I mean, the pictures were beautiful. Oh. She looked stunning. I mean, the wedding just looked absolutely incredible. And now they're in Croatia and I'm just so jealous. Living on uh, lives literally living their best lives. So congratulations to them. And on to a little bit more exciting news, um, which I feel like I'm not surprised by whatsoever. Um, Maddie Pruitt, our girl Maddie Pruitt announced that she wrote a book and it's called Made for This Moment, Standing Firm in Strength, Grace and Courage. And she announced it the other day um, and the book's gonna be coming out on October 19th. Yeah, so we're adding another Bachelor book to the bookshelves, you know. Add another one to your collection, y'all. They're they're going to keep rolling out, and we just got another one. Yeah. We just got another one. It really does not surprise me. I think her being such a woman of faith, it um, I feel like a book is right up her alley and kind of, like, I think just fits her really well. So I'm not surprised at all that she came out with a book. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it has um, a lot to do with her religion, I would assume, but I don't know. You guys will have to check it out. So yeah. let us know. Put in your calendars. <laughs> you read it, let us know. Exactly. On to our last piece of Bachelor news, Jill, take it away. All right. So 
Many of you know that there have been rumors swirling that Matt and Rachel are planning on moving in together. They've been spotted all over the freaking place, all over the United States these past few weeks. Um, so from mm-hmm. a page six article, an insider said, quote, they're thinking about where he wants to restart his real estate career. He's thinking Miami. They want to stay on the East Coast because their families are there. Plus, Miami real estate is blowing up and the weather is beautiful. Facts. Um, yeah, so uh, if you if you're following them both on Instagram, they've been all over the city. They've been hanging out with Tyler Cameron and his girlfriend. They've been in the Hamptons. They've been in Miami. They've been in Georgia, North Carolina, all up and down the East Coast. So mm-hmm. I guess moving in makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like their relationship is going well, and everything is you know, probably in that honeymoon stage right now. So I obviously wish them the best. I really like them together as a couple. Um, But yeah, it seems like literally every single weekend they're in a different city. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. Did you see that video of her riding the electric bike and him on a skateboard, like attached to her? I was like, all right. Through the streets of New York City, I was like, A, that's so dangerous. Please be careful. B, that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. And um, before we let you guys go, because I know this has been a super long episode because we've been catching up and recapping. But um, one thing I want to go back to the episode with that I forgot to mention in our recap that was that there's a ginger on the season and it got me thinking that there really hasn't been a ginger on like any season. Wait, who's the ginger? Um, what is his name? Give me a Oh my God, it's Garrett. 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 Yes. We got our first ginge, like- crazy yeah I honestly don't know like when the last ginger was you know what it was um Elise I think on Colton season and that's why I didn't remember because we didn't watch Colton season season that we didn't watch like honestly we should just watch it because I feel so left out on all of these things that happen in Colton season yeah maybe we'll watch it and like do a recap on the side (laughs) oh my god that'd be funny but yeah Yeah, that's really interesting fun fact (laughs) fun fact sorry I just had to make that it was stuck in my mind and had to say it um but anyway thank you guys for listening I know it's been a super long episode um but if you are still here we would obviously love if you guys would follow us on Spotify and subscribe on Apple if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us five stars and leave us a comment we would love to hear from you and as always follow us on our Instagram at the bachelor degree podcast for all your latest bachelor news and updates from us we have so much more on the way this is just the beginning for Katie's season um, we have so much happening. We can't wait for everything uh, week to week. So yeah, guys, we will be with you weekly now to recap Katie's season of The Bachelorette and update you on all things Bachelor Nation. And as always, we will talk to you Bachelor bitches next week on The Bachelor Degree. Bye guys. Bye everyone. <laughs>